Y'all sound fine. Is it something on my end? That yeah. was better, yeah. Yeah, that's sounding better. That was weird. No, I was just posting actionable threats. No, no, nothing important. We can just <laughs> cut that one out. Oh, yeah. It's par for the course. Um, well, um, I guess we can we can introduce introduce our guest. Um, well, hold hold on hold on. What? We didn't even we didn't do the thing. What's the thing? games welcome from the bot what were you gonna say about the bog oh um live live (laughs) Live from the bog live from the bog it's friday night (laughs) (laughs) um and it is it's a bog out tonight but uh dear listener in case you haven't picked up on it yet um we have a very special guest uh we've got dakota and then like eight numbers on twitter here with us (laughs) Dakota, how are you doing? Uh, well, I'm doing great. The, the shit poster formerly, formerly known as <laughs> Harmless Individual and, and Shoot Civilians. Shoot civilians. <laughs> yeah, no, a.k.a. Shoot Civilians, a.k.a. Harmless Individual, a.k.a. Chart-topping Country Western Hits. <laughs> there we go. Um, a- a.k.a. Toby Keefe. <laughs> I do. I I always really liked when people would get mad at you and be like, "Oh, you're a communist and you think to shoot civilians." Well, uh, sir, that's not very. You know, that was great. No, that was a good time. Um, no, I used to I think. I think that's why Lisa Pease or Peace or whatever her last name is blocked me initially. Because of shoot civilians. Yeah. Well, it's because you didn't work for a think tank. <laughs> Put him here all night, baby. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I would. I would have not liked that joke, but she blocked me recently. I don't know why. So whatever. Um, oh, dude. Oh man, I don't mean to like start talking shit immediately. Do you know why she blocked Jimmy Fallon? Gone? No, why? Because he wouldn't like dox himself with like his real name. What? Who is this person? She wrote a book about. Um, I really don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's peas, but yeah, she wrote a book about um, RFK. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the book is sincerely very good. It's too bad that she's uh, a little rough around the edges on Twitter.com. Uh, yeah, whom amongst us? Not me. <laughs> um, well, listener, uh, we've brought we've brought Dakota on to talk with us about probably the most requested game slash game series. Uh, of like since we started the show, is that fair? I, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, everybody yeah. wants us to talk about fucking Metal Gear. So um, prepare to be disappointed, everyone. <laughs> I did not play this. So shocker. We have. Uh, I'll carry this on my back. There we go. That's, yeah, that's why that, you're that's here. Why we invited you. Um, you. You're you're subbing for me. I'm, I'm tapping you in. <laughs> you're topping for Alex. Alex. Oh, <laughs> Come again, Dakota. You cut out. 
Uh, I said, when there was one set of footprints in the sand during the part of your life when you had to talk about Metal Gear Solid, that was me carrying you on my back. Carrying there all three of us while topping Alex uh, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, Need that top. So... <laughs> I am so close to busting out my need, need top bars. Need top. Need top. Need top. Need top. I man, I wonder how many times I could post that in a row before I start losing followers. Dude, I <laughs> wonder if you wrote a poem about needing top and read it to your girlfriend, would you get top? Uh, not with the ones I did. I was like the well, girlfriends or the poems. No, no, I'm talking the poems. Oh, okay. Like that. That was. Well, I'm trying. It's like. Need top something uh, <laughs> coming in an old sock. Ew! Oh my god! Oh, no. <laughs> no! No! Shit! Hold on! No! Don't pull okay, it up! No! It. No! Okay, no! We don't, fine, we, fine, we don't. We fine. don't need the need top poem. Dakota, right. have you ever written a poem about needing a sexual favor? Isn't that what Nancy Pelosi yeah. read today? And no. Oh yeah, no. It's called Trick by uh, Kazir Ali. <laughs> Um, Those are deep cut for all the Dakota heads out there. That's a yeah. I don't even know that one. We've been friends for a while. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a poem by a dude that my ex was in like friends with in college. Oh, I shit posted about that a lot on like my old account. It was uh, it was great. Nice. Um, I'm gonna try to find that I, poem I and read it. I probably am doxing like where I live. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, we were going to do that at the end of the episode anyway, so. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Full name, address. Phone yeah, number, social ID security. Address. Yeah. yeah. We are going to swat yeah. you before this is over, too, yeah. for content. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Oh, no, don't worry. I'm not prepared for that. No, trust me. Like, the ARs are loaded. Send them to the shed. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Texas Waco happening tonight. Stay tuned. No, I like to think of it more as a ruby. <laughs> um, so... Anyways, we're going to talk about Metal Gear tonight. Um, we're prob- we're, the goal is to talk about Metal Gear Solid 5, primarily, but uh, this is probably going to spiral into the other games. So, listener, um, I told Dakota that they could spoil anything. So, if you care, you, you know, you're gonna, it's all going to get spoiled tonight. Also, if you can understand this universe enough for it to spoil you, props. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, nobody, you're smarter than we track. are. Um, but yeah, so, um, Dakota, why don't you give us a little, uh, if you don't mind a little primer about what, what, like what's Metal Gear Solid five about? What, what is Metal Gear about? Broadly? <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. Let's start okay. with five. Cause that's the, what we're supposed to focus on. What five. is a Metal Gear? Five is secretly, in my opinion, one of the greatest, like, MK Monarch games ever made. Okay. And also, it's like one of the most effective anti-war war games ever made. From my experience, that seems a uh, that seems pretty pretty fair. Um, especially the anti-war stuff. I do I do want to pick your mind about the uh, the the Monarch shit too, though. Um. Oh yeah, you pick the order on how that's discussed. Yeah, no, I mean, we're pro- we're probably just kind of kind of bounce around a little bit, but um, right. usually usually we start with uh, talking about our our respective experiences with 
with the game. So, so I, naturally, I'll go first. <laughs> you know, I've got a lot of feelings about this game. Alex I didn't spent, play it. I, I'm going to just cut countless him off. hours. You know, I, I cutting Alex off. Alex didn't play it. I got a petition going. It didn't work. <laughs> so, whatever. We're going to mute Alex's mic now. I'm, I'm just going full G Jack on this one. <laughs> um. Dakota, what about you? How when did you first play this game? What uh, you know, how many times have you played it? All that. Where does it where does it live in your heart? Well, I first played Metal Gear Solid 5 about 24 hours after it released. Nice. And the first time I was fully caught in like fanboy hype, so I was kind of neither like criticizing nor like, you know, deeply reading into the subtext of the game as much as I was like fanboying about like, you know, Story facing every time like Revolver Ocelot spins a gun. <laughs> but like upon my second playthrough, I really started to appreciate some of the more subtle themes of the game. So you've played through it twice then. And it came out what, 2015? Uh that sounds right. Yeah, I think it was twenty fifteen. Um Cade, what about you? Um I only got through I played I played like the uh What's the prologue called? Ground Zeroes? Yeah. I played through all that. Oh, yeah. And then I played through, I don't know, like 10 hours of Phantom Pain. <clears throat> so I didn't really get, like, I'm very new to the series, so I didn't really get, like, the content until I started, like, watching videos <laughs> of the game later because I didn't get that far into the story. But, no, I thought it was really, it's not, I'm I'm really bad at, like, stealth games, so it was a... Uh, I got tired of just like blowing everybody up and getting a horrible score every time. So, yep. So you guys were right. Uh, 2015. Okay. No, I remember now actually because it was the same year that Hotline Miami two and Undertale released, like in the same season. Oh wow, good year. Wow, that was, that was a wild series of like three months for games. Yeah, we still gotta do Hotline Miami. Yeah, and, Dakota uh, and I were talking about that last night. Um, oh yeah, no, I'm coming back for Alan Miami. Oh, for sure. There we go. Uh, not to derail it, but is I, I mean, whatever. Um, <laughs> is Undertale good? Like, it looks like a game designed for people whose brains are rotten from Tumblr. It's supposed to be amazing. Undertale is overrated, but not bad. Yeah, like not to damn it with faint praise. It is a very good game, but like it's kind of baby's first game with any more depth than Call of Duty. Right. Okay. It just like, it, it is a sincerely good game and it has depth to it, but it really isn't that deep. But when you're a guy who's only ever played Call of Duty and Pokemon your whole life, it'll blow your fucking mind. Yeah. It it just seemed like it was a game for like people who whose emotional experiences are like entirely centered on themselves. Listener, I'm sorry if that offends you. That's just Isn't that like everyone on Twitter? Not, not me. I'm, I'm sure that each and every one of you, your like entire reality circles around your own experiences. I get it. I understand. We all play video games. So that's the point. <laughs> Most of us. We all can't be om- omnipotent. <clears throat> that's I, not at all. But I understand <laughs> but that you all cannot be. You are the center of everything that happens to yourselves. But Therefore, I get... <laughs> get on Steam, type in Undertale, then press Control Z and type in Lisa the Painful RPG. What is a okay. much better game? Let yourself ripped off. Ah, uh, okay. Um, we'll so, get into that later. Though. I don't want to derail too hard, but yeah. Okay, so Undertale gets like a solid like seven point five out of ten from Dakota. That's a perfect score for Undertale. Perfect. All right. 
Um, so, anyways, yeah, uh, we talked about Metal Gear Experience. Oh, yeah, I played it when it first came out back in 2015 um, and played through most of it. I don't remember exactly how much, but um, I really liked it, but I had never played a Metal Gear game before. And I think it's safe to say that it's it's almost impossible to understand if you haven't played all the other games. Like the story, you mean? Yeah. Dakota, do you think that's fair to say? I mean, maybe not completely impossible. If you if you know the general plot of 3 and Peace Walker, you can follow it just fine. Okay. But having played the other games helps a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. But really, if you know the plot of 3 and Peace Walker, all you're really missing is, like, foreshadowing and, like, references and stuff. Are, are all the other... Well, I assume not like the eight bit ones or whatever, but are most of the other modern Metal Gear games like as like free to do stuff literally however you want as five is? Um, no, one and two are pretty linear, and then three uh, and then five are like kind of the more open option ones. Okay. From a gameplay perspective, it's five by a country mile. Right. So what? Dakota, could you summarize the plot of Metal Gear Solid Five for us? Um, this is the impossible. Yeah, that really giving me a hard task here. I would say the plot of Metal Gear Solid Five is the slow but strong realization that the plot of every war game is the exact same, and they're all equally meaningless in the end. They all build up to the same ending, which is nothing. Okay. That's a, I, I think that's a pretty, uh, it's profound. No, I mean, that's, but like, I mean, cause it is kind of a commentary on like war games as a genre on some yeah, level. Absolutely. Um, but basically, I mean, it's, it's from what I remember and what I researched, it's the, the whole plot is that big boss or, well, I mean, it's not big boss, but you think it's big boss is here we go <laughs> recovering wait hold on then i'm do you mind if i take over for a second no go for looking it. for just go for it yeah go for no it. offense no go for it the the in-universe plot line is that the entire anarcho-capitalist heaven that big boss built in peace walker was completely fucking obliterated by the cia it's called xof but it's clearly the fucking cia but um that was completely obliterated in Ground Zeroes, and then "quote unquote" Big Boss and all of his boys are basically tasked with making a new Ankapistan out in the desert. But they're also extremely obsessed with revenge with the guy who you know blew up your original base way back in Ground Zeroes. And then basically the rest of the game is just seeking revenge blindly and aimlessly against this guy, Skullface, which is an awesome thing. Yeah, that is. He's a, he's a cool dude. He's I mean, a cool villain. Not a good dude, and not cool in that way, but, you know, he's all scarred. Okay, he's a little cool. He's a little good. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he works for the CIA, Dakota. What are you saying? You have a reputation. Well, he's a rogue agent, and he does want to literally murder everyone on planet Earth who speaks English, and that's a little cool. Yep. Are you coming out as a malice? That is kind of cool. Coming out? (laughs) Um... So, 
yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the basic plot of the game. But like Dakota said, there's a lot more uh, happening behind the scenes in terms of like uh, parapolitical shit, specifically, uh, you know, programming people to kill and uh, you know, doing monarch shit. Um, Dakota, can you summarize that for us a little bit? I mean, I guess the most obvious and on-the-nose one is the fact that, obviously, the twist at the end is the guy you are playing as is literally not Big Boss and is some random medic who just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time that the Illuminati, consisting of Revolver, Ocelot, and Zero, just thought, like, oh, hey, this guy was perfect for this so they just grab him while he's in a coma and give him facial reconstruction surgery and then literally subconsciously program him to think he is the perfect soldier so as soon as he wakes up he can fulfill the role as this perfect soldier like while the real big boss is off doing war crimes and stuff (laughs) and like the entire opening scene of both like the actual opening scene and the final mission which is the same as the opening mission but like you know with context is straight up from a first person perspective seeing yourself like the player character that you have created and the game like encourages you to put your own real name in being programmed to be this perfect soldier through like obvious psychic manipulation and like weird hypnotism and like injecting your muscles with electricity and stuff to like you know not be like a comatose zombie or whatever jesus no yeah it's it's amazing I'm, um, I'm still trying to process all of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the the whole bit that Kojima pulls, uh, listener, for if you're not familiar, Kojima is like the auteur behind the Metal Gear Solid series, um, and Silent Hill, and Silent Hill, and uh, Death Stranding, and yes. PT, and PT. What else? We should just list Kojima's <laughs> oh, <that's> names. <laughs> Welcome back to uh, Kojima Talk. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, we're talking snatchers. <laughs> um, his uh, the the bit though where he basically at the end of the game tells you that everything you did was, I mean, literally meaningless. Like you For thought shit. you were accomplishing something, and turns out it was, you know, you were just facilitating cover for like Dakota said. Uh, other war crimes that are happening off scene. Um, I think that that like from like kind of a, like a, a meta or like self-aware perspective, like, I mean, like, like you said, Dakota, most, most war games could be summarized like that. Like if you're playing a hero in a game, it's just to, even if that, that person's actor actions are heroic, you're just creating space for something bad to happen elsewhere. Yeah. Most of them just yeah, don't, tell you, don't tell you at the end of the game that that's what was going on the whole time, <laughs> especially Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, Call of Duty's like the perfect like antithesis to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does the real... Uh, you can cut this, but I'm just curious. Does the real big boss know that all this is going on? Yes, he does. In fact, the so real big it? boss is an anonymous guy who gives you the tutorial and rescues your character's Okay, that's life what I thought, because he's... Keith, it's Kiefer Sutherland is is, is telling is yeah. the guy in the who's all wrapped up t- 
telling you what to yeah, do. Yeah, that so. that is the real big boss from the beginning. That's like he went sense. into the little hospital and like rescued right. your character Venom Snake and like kind of gotten you through the story level and everything. Right. Because your character so doesn't speak totally... at the beginning, but he's talking, and I'm like, oh, that's definitely the same voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it's kind of cute, because I, I like how it kind of, like, subverts your expectations, where, like, anybody who's knowledgeable about video games will assume that the twist is that you're hallucinating this guy, and he's not real. Like, it almost gaslights you into thinking that, until, right. like, the reveal, he is real, and is the actual big boss, and you're the one that's not real. That's, that's, I think that's really cute. Yeah. No, that is that is cute. Um, <laughs> what? No, Don't no, no your 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 affect with that is just yeah, that's cute. <laughs> so is the is the character you make at the beginning of the game like what is that like what the medic looked like before he was fucked up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, the character you create, and I know is it's your multiplayer character, character. original before you got surgery to look like Big Boss. Okay, that's what I thought. I was confused because, you know, it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. I'm still confused. You got to play the game, Alex. <laughs> I don't know that that would help. I, it wouldn't help that much. <laughs> not not to flex, but it wouldn't help much more than me just telling you that. Right. Um, I not, not to splurge a little, I really think that's, like, an awesome way of, like, kind of, like, I wouldn't say, like, subverting, but just kind of poking at, like, character creators in video games because yeah. it's obviously encouraging you to self-insert where like right. you the actual human player are like this epic badass and it doesn't tell you why you're in a character creator but like the weird mk ultra doctor is telling both the player and the character that you are big boss and you're going to get surgery to look like the character you're creating when in reality it's backwards and you already are that person right and you know the mk ultra doctor slash the video game you're playing is making you into big boss whether you like it or not yeah right who i mean and i guess we didn't say this but like big boss is kind of the i mean at least in a sense like the main bad guy of the whole series especially after yeah, this game no I, I would wager that big boss is the main villain aside from the patriots slash the illuminati like for almost every single game in the franchise and so using Big Boss as, like, a metaphor for being, like, video games slash inserting yourself into video games. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it too far, but then, like, following that thread of Big Boss being you inserting yourself into being this masculine war badass no, that yeah. is also a like, war criminal, that is also this horrible monster, like, slowly leading you into that in five i think is a lot more effective than like some bullshit like spec ops the line yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean because in a sense like kojima took you know however many years like 16 years from the first metal gear to this one to to like work the player into <laughs> accepting that as like a, a a mechanic and a function in the game well you you have not played metal gear solid 2 right Correct. None of us have. So, in Metal Gear Solid 2, I'm going to jump around a lot. That's in fine. Metal Gear Solid 2, it's almost the exact opposite of that, where, again, jumping around a lot. At the end, the character you play as for 90% of the game, Raiden, does the exact opposite of what you're doing, where in the final cutscene... Ah, oh shit, sorry. At the beginning of the game, you put in your name, 
like as the save file. Mm. And then at the end of the game, Raiden, the character whose real lesson he learned is that everything he just did was completely fake, and he was completely psyoped, and nothing he did was outside the control of the Patriots anyway. Everything was meaningless. And in the end, he, like, rips off his dog tags and, like, throws them aside and walks off to be his own person. And then, like, the camera pans over and reveals that the dog, the dog tags say the name that you, the player, inserted. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. it's, it's the opposite of Metal Gear Solid Five, where instead of it's you, the player, being ripped away from the protagonist by learning that you're fake, it's the protagonist leaving you, the player, and becoming his own person, and you're the one that's fake. It, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> um, maybe for clarity's sake, you've mentioned the Patriots a couple times. Can you fill us in on who they are? Yeah, it's um, a, it's a football team. It's in New England. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Uh, the Patriots are all my cool friends that hung out in Washington on January 6th. But now, in this universe, and I'll, I'll ignore Metal Gear Solid 3 for a second so I don't spend half an hour talking about it, the Patriots are the Illuminati slash, you know, the satanic pedophiles that rule everything, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're the people that fucking, you know, rule the strings. They're like Michael Aquino, George H.W. Bush, all those people. Until Metal Gear Solid 2, when it reveals that at a certain point they have literally entirely been replaced by AI, and the actual like human Illuminati made themselves obsolete and replaced themselves with AI that like totally controls every aspect of human life. That's probably where we're about at right now. Yeah, right? I was I was gonna say this is crazy enough to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Metal Gear Solid 2 came out in 2001. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. Yeah, I. But, um, to to fall back just a little bit, the characters that are your like epic support team in Metal Gear Solid Three, in Four it's revealed that they went on to become the original Patriots. So like you know, your cool epic support team in Three, in Four it reveals like, hey, these guys went on to become the fucking Illuminati. Like these are the controllers. Like these are the guys who have drawn the strings this entire time. Gotcha. So the games like the are... The fun, quirky characters that talk to you and your saves and whatnot, like, later went on to create the Illuminati system, which then went out of their control when AI just took over everything anyway, and, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, what is What does Kojima know, and how does he know it? I could not tell you how he knows it, but I'm of the opinion that he's a lot more red-pilled than most mainstream video game devs. Especially between two and five. Yeah, I mean, it, he 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 clearly is like you know tapped into the realities of you know what an imperial military is all about. I I don't want to try and recite it from memory because that would be a disgrace to the art. I, I encourage you all and also all the listeners to look up like the um, the context speech from Metal Gear Solid Two. It's easily findable on, like, Google Images. Somebody has made, like, the entire thing is one easily digestible image of, like, the context of the media and the Patriots' control of it and how, like, the real way they control the media is not through creating truth and lies, but by saturating everyone's information with so much that no single individual could possibly consume it all and understand what's happening. Yeah. It's incredibly good. Like I said, I feel like 
trying to remember that entire thing off the top of my head would be doing a disservice. So I just recommend looking it up, honestly. <laughs> yeah, if we can find that, we'll post it on the, uh, uh, what's it called? On the Mind Games, on the Mind Games Twitter feed. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh also, um, um, before we uh, keep going, I realized what the cover art needs to be for this. What? Oh, cool. And it's the Charlie Kelly, Pepe Silvia. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have slight disagreement on that. I can send it to <laughs> CJ in the group chat. I really think it should either be the like the colonel with like the AI skull face over him from Metal Gear Solid Two, or the like shot of like Venom Snake from Metal Gear Solid Five, like with blood all over his face, screaming into the sky. Yeah, solid picks. Yeah, I can I can get down with either of those. Um... While, while we're speaking out of character, can I take like two minutes to take a little break? I just gotta go take a piss. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Nope, you have to hold it until you explode. <laughs> I'll be back in one sec. All right. I might be more confused. I I, I am more confused. What did you think was going to happen? Oh, this, yeah. I I was hoping for clarity. I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's never going to come. It's like, well, the... Like, I understand it more, but the more I understand, the more questions I have, and it does... It's just... I don't know. Yeah. Um... So those Metal Gears, who made them? Are they solid? Are they solid? Nothing what what good questions. What what do snakes have to do with any of this? <laughs> um, Ocelots, they're in danger. Why are you giving them revolvers? <laughs> what about the Diamond Dogs? The secret, secret David Bowie reference? <laughs> ah, the man who sold the world. Yes. Hmm, this guy a Nirvana fan? We're talking about we're talking about if Kojima has ever listened to David Bowie. No, I don't think he's ever heard of the guy. No, I do think he likes Nirvana though because he played he has their song "The Man Who Sold the World." In- oh, dude, that's true. I bet he listened to that like MTV Unplugged set like twenty times. Yeah, at least. I mean, he's the right age. He was born in nineteen sixty three. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Can I real quick splurge about like a fun and cool like meta thing from Spy? Don't, don't no, even ask. Sure. Just yeah. fucking unload it. Go off, King. Using that '80s synth pop cover of "Man Who Sold the World" in the opening cutscene to Five, as opposed to David Bowie's original, I think is an awesome touch for putting you like through the eyes of like the horrible MK trauma vis- trauma victim you're playing as in Five. Go on. Sorry, sorry. Um, the fact that your character was in a coma from the mid to late 70s into the mid 80s and open with that synth pop cover oh. is so fucking charming when you go from like the 70s aesthetic and vibe of like three and ground zeros and you wake up into this like fake synth pop cover world in which like the character you're playing as Venom Snake, who you're supposed to really relate to because he's you a lot more than Big Boss is you, it's the first time that guy would have ever heard a synth in his fucking life, waking up from this coma. It's the first time he ever would have heard music from from that era in his life. And the way it really kind of like jerks you around a lot more than listening to like an authentic, like the late 70s version of Manners of the World, or even any 70s song, like 
I don't know, the way it like very violently and jarringly puts you into the 1984 world that like five takes place in instead of kind of easing you into it like all of the other like time jumps in the Metal Gear franchise do I think it's a lot more effective than like I don't know kind of leaning on like hey the 70s is so retro and the 80s is so now instead of doing that and just violently placing the character into like a fake you know synth pop cover version of the 80s is a lot more effective of putting you into this fake world. No, I yeah, I I see what you're saying. I mean, because the idea would be that, like, I, I, you've got to just think about how rattled this dude's brain is, right? Like, not only coming out of a coma, but, like, being, like, like you said, like, harshly reprogrammed, imme- like, literally immediately. Hard drives wiped, you know. What's, what's how do you brick a computer? Control? Oh, Wait, I mean, I, I would just go in and delete the uh, program eighty six file. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. For, format the C drive. That's yeah, right. There, there we go. Yeah, like yeah. this dude's C drive has been formatted, and then the first thing you hear is like a dream pop version of a David Bowie song that maybe you heard before your coma, but you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, yeah, it like it dissociates like both your character and you from the world you were in in Ground Zeroes, like. You know, right. a minute ago, from both the character and the player's perspective. Right. What a nightmare. No, that's why I think, like, the soundtrack of Ground Zeroes is so great, using, like, Joan Baez and stuff, like, very <laughs> firmly 70s music. Yeah. Also, you know, Joan Baez, MK Ultra, etc. Yeah, weird scenes, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The pre-workout's kicking in. I'm feeling like there's bugs crawling all over me. <laughs> Just now? Yes. I feel the same way, but that's the 40 milligrams Benadryl. now those are later yeah the hat man the hat man's making an appearance any day now yeah oh hell yeah um i've always wanted to interview welcome back to the show the hat man (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the hat man chronicles oh man i we should do an episode where we get like wow kate all right listener kate is smoking a cigarette and he somehow managed to just like smash it into his face it's now bent like it's and he's a slight curve but yeah it, it won't great. it won't impede function yeah it's still hard <laughs> enough to work yeah man a slight curve that's never hurt nobody yeah exactly it's um, normal okay <laughs> god made me this way <laughs> anyways yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five. Sorry, it's what the metal, fuck right? is Metal Gear Solid? Um, yeah. So, Alex, you had a cool. Alex wanted to know what a Metal Gear is. Is it like one of those things in a watch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's one of these really expensive watches that gets you like lots of pussy. Oh, <laughs> isn't it like a nuclear weapon? Yeah, or... it's basically uh, a oh. mech that can launch nukes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm hard now. <laughs> I no, it's fucking sick. Yeah, they are very cool. Okay, well, if you told... Okay, listen, listen. If you're trying to get me to play a game, all you had to say was, oh, there's there's a giant robot that launches nukes, and I would have been on that shit. Like, I'm pretty sure I said I those exact words. I don't think you about Metal Gear Rising. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, Metal Gear Rising, Alex, you get to play as a <laughs> ninja with swords who has to cut the robots into pieces that you can control the angle of the swords and cut them at specific... It's very fun. It sounds like Fruit Ninja. It, it that it's like Fruit Ninja, but with United States politicians. 
Hey. <laughs> and that is not an actionable threat. That's that not is getting not. cut. That one's staying in. Yeah. Thank well, that, that's too absurd to make it. Is that the good one? Isn't there like a bad spinoff and a good spinoff? Metal um, Gear Survive is the shitty one. Metal Gear Rising is the good one. Okay, cool. Isn't there one called Revengeance? That was supposed to be. That good. is Metal Gear Rising. It's Metal Gear Rising colon Revengeance. Oh, okay. Okay. I've heard that. that yeah, that's like amazing. No, Metal Gear Rising is also sincerely an amazingly, amazingly good game. It's not nearly as red-filled as, like, the Solid Series. But, yeah. like, as a video game, it's insanely fucking fun. Couldn't recommend it enough. It's by the people who make God Hands. It's great. Didn't Kojima didn't touch that one, really, right? Uh, he was a quote-unquote consultant, uh, but, like, not really now. Gotcha. That's the job I want. <laughs> Dakota, can oh, you do dude, an impression of, of Skullface saying, I'm burning up? What? Could you repeat that, please? I said, can you do an impression of a skull face saying, I'm burning up? No problem. <clears throat> Major! I'm burning up! That, good? that was Hell yeah. fucking oh, perfect. Fuck that was yeah. exactly okay. what I wanted. Yeah, that, that's, Thanks, I dude. think that's going to be the uh, intro. Talk about, just, I, got just a, I got a metal gear in my pants, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go, boys. Thank that you. one's on the house, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so one thing that I wanted to touch on is, uh, as always, you touch your metal gear, (laughs) not till later. That's after the show. That's in the post game. Yeah. You can um, check that out on OnlyFans. (laughs) One day guys, one day. Wait, we had an idea for OnlyFans earlier. What was it? Oh, it was, um, oh, it was, it was was me, me editing footage. Oh no! It was it was me talking. It was me talking about my personal problems while I'm urinating. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, that yeah. was the one. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about to bust just hearing about that. See, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there we go. All right, we've already got one subscriber. Um, no, I wanted. Oh, no, 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 I'm getting that off like onlyfansleak.ru. <laughs> there we go. So conspiracy theory: Kojima is making a game for Microsoft using their cloud technology. Mike. My conspiracy is that he is actually building the AI from Metal Gear Solid 2 using their cloud technology. Uh, fully on board. I believe that entirely. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be upset. No. I, I'd go with Dude, that. playing Metal Gear Solid 2 now is, like, so fucking freaky. Well, yeah, you mentioned something about there being 9-11 stuff, and you said you were going to save it for the pod. So hit us yeah, with the so 9-11 shit. It came out in 2001, you said? It came out, I think, in very early October 2001. Oh, wow. And the final boss takes place on the steps of Federal Hall, in which you're in a sword fight with the President of the United States, who's secretly controlled by, like, the Illuminati AI. In the original, like, cut of the game, like, the Twin Towers are extremely visible in the background. Oh, and, like, wow. Like, a very specific... A very specific scene where they're like framed behind like the player character Raiden as you're in a sword fight with the president of the United States who's like involved with like the robot Illuminati who are like doing false flags, including the one that you, the player, and the person you're playing as are directly involved in. Right. Like in a false flag on a base, like right off the coast of New York City. Yeah, that's and, like, uh... Well, apparently, like, nobody ever saw it because it all got buried in a vault somewhere, like, 
a lot of that final act got extremely cut like one month before it released because 9-11 happened. Right. It's almost like Deus Ex and like how that came out right after 9-11 and by pure coincidence the developers cut the Twin Towers out of the skyline anyway and they say it's just like save on like ROM space or something. Uh, wait, what? Is that real? Yes, that's real. No, look up Deus Ex 9-11. No, they say that they cut the Twin Towers out of the skyline anyway, before 9-11, to, like, apparently, like, save on space, like, in rendering the skybox of, like, the New York City skyline. Only the Twin Towers, no other building. Maybe they just Sword had some insider information. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my guess, too. Like, that that's a very specific, like, set of buildings to cut. Like, nobody gives a shit about the Chrysler building. Right. Right. Whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what do you got, Alex? All right, I'm 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 gonna drop it. The Chrysler Building is better representation of Art Deco than the Empire State Building. You can suck my fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, the Empire State Building sucks dick. I'm I'm on board. Okay, with okay. Also, fun, no, I'm fun fact: saw a fun Twitter graphic the other day. But if you mandated that the Empire State Building needed the same amount of parking as is regular or is required in California, that you need 12 city blocks. Oh, 12 city block parking lot. For what? I think you heard the folks. So we need to we need to take out some fucking buildings. In <laughs> That's New York. what I'm saying. <laughs> Look, Twelve city blocks, bare minimum. Take them out. Yep. Non actionable. And turn it into a parking lot. <laughs> we need to turn good parts of New York City into a parking lot. We we need to give it to the uh, <laughs> Philadelphia treatment. <laughs> it's, um, that, that's a little uh, ur- urban planning joke for y'all. I am looking at the skyline in Deus Ex right now, and yeah, there is nary a twin tower to be seen. That's fucked up. Yeah, man, it's a little eerie. The gaming scene in 2001 was, like, a little eerie, if you look back on it with those eyes. Huh. Yeah, this website that I'm looking at says uh, Deus Ex, they predicted the future. That's what happened. Just like The Simpsons. They got lucky. Oh, they predicted the future. Just like the, uh, yeah, $9, like 11 like Bart Simpson fucking flyer. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I also wanted to touch on, um, so Metal Gear Solid Five was famously, like, maybe left unfinished. Is that correct? Or is that just people whining? No, no. I would say Metal Gear Solid Five was objectively released unfinished, but the developers knew that it was going to release unfinished, so they kind of, like, put that into the game as part of it, if that makes sense. Like, lack of con- like content wasn't finished, or, like, that it was broken when it was released? Lack of content. Okay. No, it was absolutely not broken. There was just content that never got finished, like most of Chapter 2 or all of Chapter 3, you okay. know? So it was going to be even like, longer. Even longer and more confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was a whole chapter with Liquid Snake slash Eli, like all of Solanthropus, all that shit. There was a whole weird Lord of the Flies reference, like a lot of good stuff. But like, it's almost like cosmic beauty in like, of any game that ever got released early unfinished, it had to be Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Like something about that's kind of poetic in my opinion. Like, the way you beat Metal Gear Solid Five and you feel incomplete, like, it almost works for me. 
Yeah, no, I that that tracks, and I I watched a couple videos on YouTube, um, which, listener, I know I've said this before. <laughs> Making YouTube videos should be a federal offense, like absolutely. Yeah, you take that back. Yeah, what would Alex do without boat YouTube? Straight to fucking. Yeah, get yeah, Gitmo exactly. Yeah, like we're talking indefinite sentences here. We're talking like you know show trials. Um, no, I actually I do shock therapy on Keemstar in Gitmo like twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, welcome like, back, Drama uh, Alert Nation. <laughs> the problem, Drama Alert Nation, they've been taking unregistered, <laughs> uncompromised victims into Gitmo, torturing them for information. They've been taking uncut <laughs> victims into Gitmo, torturing them for no. interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd been up to knock something over on my stupid desk. <laughs> um, Dakota was telling me last night. Oh, Alex, you'll, you'll love this. Okay, give it to Did me. Did you know that there's uncut bullets? Did you know that most of the bullets you shoot are <laughs> circumcised? I'm not. This is not wait, a wait, bit hold either. On, hold on, hold on. This is not a bit. Okay, no. go on, go on, go on. Google Dakota. What's the what? What's the caliber round that we're, we talked about last night? I couldn't tell you the exact caliber off the top of my head, but just Google like Nagant revolver bullet. Oh, it'll come up like yeah. NAG. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was the revolver I was telling you about. That is one of the few ones that you can actually suppress. That's what Dakota was That's, saying. There we go. I knew I liked you. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, listener, for for in case you were wondering what we're talking about by uncut, I mean an uncircumcised penis. So imagine. Thank you. <laughs> imagine that a imagine. normal bullet. Is a circumcised cock. Imagine it's a cock. Yeah, I'm sure. A lot of people do that all day, all day every day. Imagine the bullets in your revolver as a penis. Yeah, and then this is getting Freudian. <laughs> what are, that's what we're here for. Little Metal Gear Solid One reference for all of you real heads up. Um. Okay, so but so the oh yeah, YouTube. That's we're not talking about uncut okay. bullets anymore. Oh, we're not. Okay, I, I I need to do this real quick. Um, so those wondering the Nagant revolver, the casing extends past the tip of the bullet, the tip of the penis. Okay, very cock like in my opinion. <laughs> it, it yeah, it so really t- does. So, it, it's does very so when it's it when it's fired, does it unfurl? Um, kind of. No, no. Um. When it's fired, the cylinder like actually like releases forward and is flush with yeah. the barrel, which is incredibly sick. And, okay. that, and that's why you can suppress it. Most have a gap between the the um, was it the cylinder chamber? Right. Uh, I'm yeah, not... the cylinder and the barrel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that, that's an uncut now bullet. I get it. It's, it's an uncut gem right there. <laughs> yeah. Still, still haven't seen that movie. Oh Jesus! I'm sorry. You yeah, expect that. we had that. You gotta include at least one per every episode. every movie, every episode. Is Alex just admitting that he's terrible culturalist? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just based on like the conversation <laughs> for the past hour, I would wager that, like you know, regular gamer brain people who are very dedicated to stuff stuff being like hand fed to them. Well, first of all, probably didn't understand the first four Metal Gear games, but don't really understand a lot of the subtext of Metal Gear Solid 5 and are like I, I I don't know what the complaints are I just know that people think that like they ruined the story or whatever I think that's just because they feel like they got tricked in the end of the game 
which by the way is insane to me if you played the other metal gear games like being pissed off that you got tricked at the end of the game that's after part playing of the fun. Four other metal gear games yeah yeah i mean i think i think that a lot of people got mad because they were expecting for there to be like a pretty bow on the series um which I just don't know what would give you the indication that that's ever going mean, to happen. It's there's already a pretty bow on the series, and it's Metal Gear Solid Four. Like that's your pretty bow, right? Because this chronologically takes place before Four. Yes, uh, I can give you the order off the top of my head if you want. Yeah, but sure. Like, that's a waste of time. It. No, okay. no, no. Because um, three, Peace Walker, some of the spinoffs. I don't give a shit about. Five, one, two, four. Then Revengeance at the very end. Wow, it sounded kind of like you're rattling off uh, digits of pi. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like the numbers from a number station to me. There we go. Yeah, that's actually that's my real job. I'm actually a number station operator. <laughs> nice. Um, no, I don't think my shit. It's great. So, what? So, what is that pretty bow at the end of four? I thought I it was mean, like all a dream or something. The pretty at the end of four really is like Solid Snake, the greatest hero in the history of all media, <laughs> coming to the realization that he himself is a programmed to kill soldier murderer man. And he can't stop that, and he can't really do anything about it at all. All he can do is through sheer human perseverance is like let the people around him who have souls, like, kind of point him in the right direction until he can be comfortable in knowing that he has spent his life doing the best he can being a victim of, like, you know, <clears throat> Project Monarch, and then, like, just retiring to live with a bunch of dogs in Alaska and hang out with his boyfriend, Ocelot. Like, or not Ocelot, Annika. Like, that's the ultimate moral of the story, is that, like, after a certain point of being programmed to kill, you're not going to be a guy who works at McDonald's. You're not going to be a normal person. The best you can do is break free and understand who the real, you know, enemies of humanity are and do your best to stop that. And at the end of that, just die relatively happy. Wait, but what What if, hear me out, hear me out. This might be a stretch. What if you're just programmed to kill but you're playing the long game and you want to kill these people with like uh, heart disease is mcdonald's an option then uh yeah that's true yeah um, definitely because the end of four like the you find out that the i mean isn't it just that the patriots or whatever they're called have been controlling everything the whole time like yeah it's, yeah. it's called well, the I mean, flake gate kind of revealed at the end of two the four kind of stretches it out into a fourteen-hour cutscene. Yeah, but right, then like right. the real, the real twist of four is that Revolver Ocelot, despite you know torturing people, murdering people, etc., for better or worse, was kind of the good guy of the whole franchise. Gotcha. In which, oh, because he was like he was trying to fight the Patriot. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to fight against the Patriots while being extremely effective embedded within them or whatever right yeah. yeah and then but like his motivation is incredibly cool which is what 
He's madly in gay love with Big Boss. He wants to have gay sex with Big Boss. Oh, all right. that slaps. All right, hang but on. But the Patriots put Big Boss into a coma, so he has to stop the Patriots so he can get Big Boss out of the coma to have gay sex with him. All right, hang on. I think, we, for the listener's <laughs> sake, let's do this. Metal Gear Solid characters, what is their sexuality? We've got the expert on. We'll start, we'll start, we'll start with Revolver Ocelot. So he, Revolver Ocelot is gay. Gay. Gay only for men. Hard gay. Gold star gay. Okay. Solid snake. Uh, bi, but with a preference for women. But for his boyfriend or Otacon, he'll make an exception because he's a bottom. Okay. Uh, naked snake or big boss. Does not know what sex is. But is horny. I think we established. Yeah, horny, but doesn't know what sex is. Aimlessly horny. Horny without a cause, if you will. Wow. Is story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one that you're playing in this game? No. Naked Snake, yeah. No, you're playing with the snake, big boss. Slash naked Venom yeah. Snake. Venom yeah. Snake. God right. damn it. Um, okay, the <sighs> boss. Uh, the uh, heterosexual white woman. Never uh, follow her on Karen, Is she a Karen? Is that what we're hearing? A little Karen with it, yeah. Definitely. But okay. she has a gay son, so she's allowed to say slurs. Got who it. is is that? Who's the boss? Who's that? Or whoever you just the boss said. is okay, it, Dakota. You'll do better than me. Who's the boss? Oh, this is so fucked. Um, it's Bruce Springsteen. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> um, the Bruce! boss is okay. This is, saying it out loud makes it sound really stupid. That's the okay. boss is the mentor to Big Boss. Okay. Who tried to teach him that actually being like a heartless mercenary is bad and you should actually have a cause of communism to die for. Otherwise, you are nothing more than a cog in like a meaningless machine. Is and then a- eventually at the end of Metal Gear Solid 3, Big Boss fucking shoots her with a gun. Yeah, I was gonna, I was, okay, so, so, so boss, boss is the, is the lady. Is, is, yeah, and, is and, the and, boss. And she's based. She's extremely based. Yes. Okay. The only the only problem with her is that she is heterosexual. Is the boss uh, Ocelot's mom? Yes. Okay. Wait, what? In fact, and uh, here's a fun little Metal Gear Solid fact. She was um, one of the no in this universe. I think she was the only female soldier that was deployed on D Day in World War Two. And she was pregnant on D-Day, deployed in the original attack. But then she started giving birth to Revolver Ocelot. Holy fuck. On D-Day, on the beaches of Normandy. Yes. Man, Kojima... I would... His fetish list has got to be just, like, off the chain. (laughs) All I I know is that Kojima... All I know about Kojima and his sex life is that he's not gay because he's posted publicly, like, a hundred times in different ways that he's not gay. Well, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I was going to say, say that. Uh, thou, thou doth protest too much. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little. No, 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 no. He just happens to be physically obsessed with like Norman, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus, yeah. And Troy Baker and, you know, Conan and O'Brien's Keeper Sutherland. And, and, and David Hayter. Oh, and Mads, no, Mads Mickelson. I mean, I'm right there with him. But <laughs> yeah, fair. Wait, why? I mean, hey, man, Mads Mickelson. Ten out of ten. <laughs> now we we're, now we talking big boss. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say that the way, um, just speaking of Mads Mikkelsen, just to keep talking about Mads Mikkelsen. No, but the, <laughs> the, uh, the way that it sounds like four ends is very reminiscent of uh, Will from 
the Hannibal series, <laughs> like, with true. all his dogs, yeah, and being and his boyfriend, and being his brain being broken. <laughs> yeah, I fully believe you, and I've definitely never seen any of that. Well, just the books. Oh, I, and the and the movie or the show or whatever. But he just yeah. likes dogs, and he he likes dogs. Lives out and in he the wants woods to fuck Hannibal. Yeah, yeah, there that's we go. pretty cool. I mean, name a better like dream for your life. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, while we're while we're just talking about you know the sexual angle of Metal Gear Solid, quiet, hot or not? Huh? Quiet from Metal Gear Solid Five. Which one's quiet? The sniper. Look, when you understand the reason behind her outfit, you will regret your words and deeds. <laughs> What's so? Brief us on that controversy about how quiet. Old is, how old is Quiet? She, like, quiet know, is like thirty in the late twenties. Okay. Why do you? Add, I don't well, know. Wait, where were you? Ki- there's where just were a you lot of kids with in that the game, one, dude. And you're throwing out that she's she's hot or not? I'm okay. just making sure. I think that's a you problem, brother. Um, yeah. What's the what's the quiet controversy? I mean, the real controversy is that Hideo Kojima got hooked up with a really sexy Norwegian lady whose name I forget, and was like, "Whoa, you're so hot. Will you play a main character in my video game?" But then, like, when, like, people in 2015 got really angry that she wears a sexy outfit, Hideo Kojima was like, actually, uh, um, it's part of the story. It's very, you know, it's meaningful commentary, and it's actually very sad. And then he tweeted the literal quote, um, when you understand the reason for her outfit, quote, you will regret your words and deeds. I love that, man. Me too. So, so what, then, what's um, the reason for the outfit? The reason is that she's actually infested with parasites that consume every single cell of her body and require her flesh to be exposed to open air to breathe because oh, she yeah, does not she's breathe like, with lungs. She's photosynthetic, right? She's literally photosynthetic, yes. Yeah, I do remember that part. Okay. I don't I didn't do you regret I, I wasn't paying that much attention during the story video, so I did Kate not was jerking I, off to quiet. No. <laughs> I'm just explaining my comment because there's a I'll bunch of real. there's a bunch the of kids in the game and I wasn't paying that much attention. Okay. Was transgender, transgender <laughs> uh, like post trans version of um, Chico from Ground Zeroes, way better. Wait, wait, there's a trans Chico. <laughs> that was an early theory among uh, the Metal Gear Solid Five heads, in which Quiet was like a post. Transitioning like Chico from Five. Oh wow, that would have ruled so hard. It's unreal. Unfortunately, that was apparently not true. Damn, I guess Kojima's not an ally. Come on, Hideo. You know that's called that's called trans erasure. We can't have that. Thanks, Alex. You're welcome. Absolutely, he's dude. canceled. Absolutely canceled. I think I think that we should I think we should start a Substack, bring Dakota on board, and start talking about the trans issue. I'm in. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, now, I'm going to be the one to answer the trans question. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Glenn Greenwald. <laughs> Together. You're gonna, you guys are going to figure no, this we, one out. No, that's my boyfriend. I don't know if I told you that, but yeah. That's your boyfriend? Yeah, he's my beautiful boyfriend that I'm in love with. Does his 18-year-old Brazilian other boyfriend know? No, uh... I, I hope he doesn't listen to this show because that would be really unfortunate if like a bunch of people told Gwen Greenwald that like he's cheating on his 18 year old Brazilian boyfriend with me Dakota from Twitter. Yeah, de- don't definitely don't 
at Glenn, Glenn Greenwald saying that he's cheating on his boyfriend with uh, parapolitical Twitter's favorite. What what would you call your what what moniker would you like? Dakota. Dakota. I, I'm, I'm I'm DMing uh, David Miranda right now. <laughs> no. Oh, oh god, that one's getting cut. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, don't cut that. That's a good one. Um. All right. I would like to get hired eventually. <laughs> this will be the first episode of Mind Games to be 21 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, the thing usually the usually we record for like three to three and a half hours, and we get about an hour and a half worth of content. And one step closer to the fucking <laughs> nut house, like I am. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, um, is that ableist? Um, I, I did I tell you guys I was Google I, I searched on Twitter uh, is the phrase "duh ableist" and I found oh, yeah. some really profound posts. Well, I, I bet. The brightest minds of my generation. Um, Please share more of your thoughts about. <laughs> you want me to talk about anarchists more? I swear to God, dude, I don't have that much time to edit. Dakota, shit. what do you think about anarchists? Oh yeah, dude. No, uh, no. I I love going to like bookstores and like telling them they're so valid, so I can get them to come home with me and have sex with them. There we go. There we go. We've got it, listener. If you're dating, Dakota's got the tips for you. Um, Yo, pro tip. Just tell them you have read Emma Gold. You definitely <laughs> know that book they're telling you about, and they should come home with you. Um, yeah, you also really like bread. You know? Bro, it's fucking delicious. It's good shit. You know, now will you fuck Yo, me? Tell them you've read The Conquest of Bread. You don't have to have actually read it. Just tell them that. Because they haven't read it either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, baby, do you want to do The Conquest of Me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to do the conquest of getting bread? Oh, we've got a grind set going on here. I took us down this path. <laughs> yeah, oh my Christ. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself. Good job, Cade. Hope you're happy. Um, I'm glad this is my first podcast appearance, guys. Wait, see, I told you it would work out well. I was so I knew it. I knew that if we just started talking about Glenn Greenwald and anarchists, this would just be. We'd be cooking with gas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be huffing gas for, for <laughs> editing this episode. Um, Yo, dude, stole the fluid. That's the way. I, I, I've, I've cleaned out a carburetor. I know <laughs> that shit's good. <laughs> um, okay, to, uh, to try to talk about something serious here, or more serious. So, one thing about Metal Gear Solid Five that stuck out to me, um, was the the whole like privatization of intelligence and privatization of um i mean the military is happening in the 80s right kojima seems pretty tapped into the really the u.s and and the u.s intelligence u.s army and u.s intelligence services trying to you know take things out of the public sphere and you know eventually get to outer haven slash black rock um is there more to that than what I just said in the game, or is that kind of just it? I mean, I would say four digs into that a little deeper than five, but in five, you're literally playing as BlackRock, in which you are effectively just doing meaningless missions for the U.S. government, both fighting, like, the Mujahideen and the Soviet government, like, in different missions, like, in which you, the player, like, as a random guy just playing Metal Gear Solid Five 
at no point does the game tell you like in this mission you're fighting against like Afghani rebels, and in the next mission you're fighting against like you know Soviet occupying forces, because like in the game you're playing as Venom Snake, like the ultimate monarch victim, and you're just mindlessly killing them for money. So the game's not differentiating for you, like, and you as the player aren't encouraged to differentiate. You're just worried about the resources that you're gathering. Yeah, you the player, you have to try and learn these things, because these things are in the game. It does tell you, but you have to put the effort into learning it. But if you don't, all you're doing is shooting random dudes and getting money for it. Because, like, Venom slash Big Boss doesn't give a shit. The Diamond Dogs slash like black rock slash the contras don't give a shit like it really puts you in the feet of being like a complete like violent mind slave you know what i mean yeah yeah so i mean and that's interesting because like it's not that kojima doesn't care because it's in the game like you said i mean one one of the things that i think a lot of people don't pick up on when they play the game is you you pick up all these cassette tapes throughout the game and you can listen to them. Like, you can listen to them, and they give you all this context about what's happening geopolitically within your organization, like, all this shit, but... I was really hoping they were just shitty mixtapes. <laughs> yeah, no, no There's, like, hours and hours of just talking. Speaking of shitty mixtapes, I'm just saying, you can listen to Joy Division. That is in the game. <laughs> Hell yeah. Are you saying Joy Division's shitty? All right. We're going to have to record a whole other episode. Delete everything <laughs> I just said. Um, but no, I mean, but that, and, but that's, I think that's like a pretty, pretty cool choice for Kojima to make, right? Like if you, if you want, it's, I mean, it almost reminds me not to sound like a fucking broken record, but it almost reminds me of Pynchon where it's like, there is like the surface level of what's happening, right? Like, you know, you are, you are Venom Snake or slash fake big boss. You are killing people. Oh, there's Skullface. Oh, there's a virus. Da da da. But like. If you take the time and you dig into it, Kojima's, you know, painting a pretty complex picture of like what the world was yeah. like in the mid '80s. But you have to care to find out what he's trying to say. Otherwise, the game's not going to just present it to you on a silver platter. No, I think Pistons like a great like comparison there because there is so much there, but like he doesn't put the effort into like you know grabbing you by the head and forcing you to see it like. You, as the person receiving the information, also has to kind of put the energy into it. Otherwise, just fucking play Call of Duty, or otherwise, just fucking read, you know, Tom Clancy. Right, right. Well, I mean, isn't isn't that kind of the point of two, right? Like, you were talking about how, you know, just saturating with information, and it's incumbent upon the consumer of the information to take out the, the, to take the time and effort to, you know, dig into what they're shifting they're sifting through yeah yeah like that's the ultimate moral of two is that like you the player slash consumer of media you have to like contextualize it yourself because they will not do it for you because the decontextualization of everything you experience in life is the point and you have to put the effort into contextualizing it into the real world because they won't and the game you're playing won't like it's it, the game itself is almost a tutorial level for consuming any media, you know? That's amazing. Well, we're going to have to no, do two at some point. I could, I could talk about Metal Gear Solid 2 for hours, like, itself. Like, 
two is the best one from like a writing perspective, like out of the goddamn loop. Hell yeah. Yeah, well, we're we're gonna have to do an episode on that then because yeah, that sounds like No, I'm I'm full on board for that idea, but I would like to request that at least one of you place two. Yeah, I I will I, I see here's the here's the problem with this one is I played, like I said, most of it years ago and I thought that, that would carry me and then I didn't have time to play oh, it again. So she can shoot around corners and stuff. Yeah, and, which, and and you're giving me shit for not playing. I've played it before. Uh, I've played it before. Also, uh, in case anybody was curious, uh, Alex just sent Kate a picture of Goatsy. I don't know why. Oh uh, no, he, oh, hell well, yeah, no, well, because Kate was scrolling on his phone, and I, and oh, I knew yeah. if I just sent him a, a, a picture, he'd just click on it. So, <laughs> damn it, got you're him. And you're still getting people with Goatsy. That's like a real. <laughs> yeah. Next up is a Rickroll. Hit <laughs> um, with like encyclopedias or Monica offended. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh God. Um. Wait, wasn't that a CIA op? By the way, isn't isn't Encyclopedia Dramatica a CIA op? Absolutely, it was, but now it's just gone. Wait, what? Wait, what is that? Um. How, how would you describe it? Think like Wikipedia and 4chan had a bastard child. Ooh. Yeah, yeah that's a little funny. So like two, old for pre-Trump for chance. So two CIA ops had a baby and made another a CIA op. fucked yeah. up oh, incest yeah. CIA op. Okay. Hi, future me. This is still bad. We're cutting all this shit. So keep on, keep on cutting. Future Alex, this is the part where we cut back in from our probably 30-minute diversion. <laughs> Welcome back to Mind Games, your favorite podcast that is only about the game that we talk about and not anything that would get us canceled if it were released. That's right. That's right. Yep. Um, I realize we haven't said this yet. We're doing this all out of order tonight. I'm your co-host, CJ. I swear, I'm not doing this. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> not happening. This is this is the episode where we don't say any of that. That's okay. You, you know what? I'm the new recurring host. Yes, Dakota. You, you know what it's like editing anything in Audacity. I just I need to bite the bullet and buy like good software. Alex, your leg shit... is moving so fast. Um. All right, Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Um. Did we have anything else to say about Metal Gear? So we've gone into like the extremely, extremely basics of like Metal Gear, like parapolitics and like, you know, deeper commentary on like video game propaganda, like, you know, pro war everything mm -hmm. and like the Call of Duty bullshit and all that side out. But I would like to take just a brief moment to talk with one other person here who has actually played Metal Gear Solid 5 to say that Metal Gear Solid 5 is a fucking amazing video game. <laughs> It really no, it really is, and like that's something I guess we probably should have talked about that. But like, it's so much fucking fun to play. Like, maybe it is fun to watch too. I, I will say because I I've, yeah. I haven't played it, but I was hanging out with you after it came out, and I was watching you play it for yeah yeah a good number of hours, and it was it was entertaining watching people getting uh, uh, I mean, kidnapped via the Fulton extraction system. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking awesome. Also, that is that is some cool tech that was real. You know, 
A yeah, fun well, fact about salad that you guys might not have known. You know how you can Fulton out um like shipping containers? Uh yes. If you have snakes standing on top of the shipping container when you Fulton it out, it will also Fulton out snake and immediately return you to like the helicopter like menu. Really? Yeah, really. No, actually, if you, like, complete a mission objective, but you don't want to bother with the helicopter extraction, you can just stand on top of the shipping container and pull it out, and you'll be automatically teleported to the, like, um, aerial command center, and, like, the mission will be complete. You don't have to that's bother cool. with it. That's cool. That's why they spend $50,000 on Fox. $50 million. Fifty. I'm sorry, $50 million. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that, like I'm, the, I'm just imagining the game engine you get for fifty thousand dollars. It's just like, <laughs> just like one like, I don't know, tweaked out uh, co- kid like right out of college. Yeah, yeah, T- takes him like six months, doesn't sleep. My, you get cruelty squad. You get cruelty squad. Um, the I think the thing about Metal Gear that's like so amazing is like I, I feel like as a game it doesn't ever want to tell the player no. You know what I mean? Like, if you have an idea in the game, like, like the 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 thing that stands out to me from when I played it years ago was like, I talked, to, I said this to you last night, Dakota, but like, so you like Metal Gear. One of the like, you know, famous ass things about the game series is you can hide in cardboard boxes, right? Like, yeah. as, as early in the first as in the first game, like if you 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 carry around a cardboard box with you, if you hide underneath it, you you the bad guys won't see you. They'll just be like, oh, there's a box in the hallway. Like, I'm going to keep going. Um, and so if you're in Metal Gear Solid Five, you can hide in the box. You can also stand with the box over you. It's like six feet tall, apparently. Uh-huh. And you, you're just carrying around a refrigerator box? Yes. You yeah, know, literally, exactly. you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so if you, you could run with the box. And uh-huh. if you're running on... Oh, yeah, you can, like, uh, you can sled with it. You can sled with it. So if you're running downhill on, like, a sandy dune, and, like, I guess we haven't specified, half of the game takes place in Africa, oh. and half of it takes place in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, and so if you're running downhill in the sand, and you dive wearing the box, you will, like, sled downhill until it's you amazing. come to flat ground. Which is just, like, the game never tells you that. The game isn't, like... By the way, this is a feature, and this is a way you can like escape. It's just it's it's like something that would happen if you just click the, you know, if you decide to fuck around or click the wrong button. Um, and Dakota has an even better example of the game having amazing features that it never tells you about. Well, I think it really. Uh, I don't know if much, many people give it credit for that, but I feel like a lot of people give Breath of the Wild a bunch of credit for being like a super open sandbox. But I kind of feel like this game paved the way for that exact same type of like creative creative game 100%. Yeah. Dakota, tell us about that grenade shit. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where when you have quiet as a buddy and like while you have a grenade equipped, you can press Q and like open up a menu to have her shoot the grenade at a specific angle that like you the player choose. So you can shoot the grenade around corners and like take out enemies and tanks and shit. That's insane. And the game doesn't ever tell you that like, that's a thing you can do. I mean, there's even a whole tutorial section at the beginning of the game, like in the first mission. You might have, because Cade, Cade played like 10 hours, he said. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the opening mission when like Snake and uh, Revolver Ocelot are on the hill? They're on the hill, yeah. So Dakota said that. And they give a, they, they do a, 
a credit for his glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they give the brand of the sunglasses yeah. that Ocelot's wearing. But they do um, if you turn around, there's an empty building. Oh, yeah. No, I missed that. And if you go in the empty building, there's an entire tutorial for all of the different movesets and oh, combos So it's like it's do. like Elden Ring. That, like, yeah, that, yeah. Like, most people miss the yeah, tutorial. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Elden Ring does the same kind of stuff. I mean, it's like, the, again, like Breath of the Wild and Metal Gear 5. It's like, well, there's a bunch of like weird, crazy mechanics that you don't really realize until you start just playing around with like random shit like i wonder if this will do this and then it does yeah um that's good to describe all the best video games honestly yeah 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 um and i I mean i think that like yeah it just speaks to how meticulous and thorough kojima is like i mean people want to get pissed about metal gear solid 5 being unfinished or whatever but like i don't know i think he did a pretty good job Wrapping I mean, up. for an unfinished game, like, it's, like, the best ever. Like, if you're playing two-thirds of a video game and it's still that good, like, it's a good fucking game. Right. Um, and, I, like I said earlier, thematically, that's the one time a game can get away with it. Yeah, exactly, right. Because, I mean, the whole point of the game is, like, yeah, feeling pain for something that's totally gone and is never coming back. Um, yeah, and like after the reveal that you're not really playing as Big Boss, and Big Boss was never there outside the first mission, like you really are, you really are playing for something that's not really there and is gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, like Big Boss is. I mean that that's kind of Big Boss's whole shtick is that like you know he had to kill his mentor in three, and instead of like learning a lesson from that he just becomes the puppet that you know the 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 patriots needed to facilitate all their bullshit yeah and he's never gonna get boss back you know he's you know his mom like mom's dead yeah. dude. like <laughs> you like you've never played four right uh no i haven't played it i've watched some of it but no i played like the okay, first have five you minutes like, of it big for? his final cutscene. Yeah. Where he kills the last Patriot? Yeah, where he kills Zero and then dies himself. Yes. No, like, that's great. The fact he literally shows up to, like, the boss's grave with Solid Snake standing there, knowing that, like, Solid Snake is carrying on him a virus, like, that is designed specifically to kill him and only him. Like... Effectively committing suicide on the boss's grave, like, in his last moments, realizing, like, wow, I wasted my entire life. This war thing was bullshit, and it was all for nothing. The death I'm fighting is meaningless. Like, his last words were, like, the world has had enough snakes. Like, yeah, this is good. And then he just dies before anyone answers it. Like, it's perfect. Like, I can't think of another game franchise except for maybe Hotline Miami 2 that did, like, an anti-violence violence game better than that. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's, like, I have, what other games have we talked about where you kind of get there? Um, I think the best example would have been um, uh, Spec Ops The Line. Yeah. I, mean, I... 
extremely fucking disagree with you. I'm sorry. I mean, no, of, of the games that we've done. Yeah, of the games that we've done. I mean, you've got to remember All right, we're talking about. Boys, you guys did an episode of Spec, Spec Ops The Line. I did not listen to it. I'm sorry. No, well, it's good, okay. Good on you. That was the first episode. Yeah, Listener, if this is your first episode, don't go back. Yeah, skip skip the first two. I have listened to a couple of episode of Mind Games, but that was not one of them. Can you give me a very quick rundown so I can disagree with you? Well, no. I mean, I think I think that we... The conclusion that we got to is that basically it's an attempt at doing a war is bad war game. is bad game, but ultimately it kind of fails at that. I would say it fails miserably. Yeah, no, we 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 didn't come down on the side of it being, you know, a morally good game. I don't think. Well, it, it, we, I think if I remember correctly, we we're kind of conflicted because it's a situation where it's like. It, war is bad game, but at the same time, how well can you actually do that? I think the actually thinking about it now, the best one that we've done was um, uh, this, this war, war of mine. mine. This yep. war of mine, yeah. Uh, Sims that gives you PTSD. Well, no, but the the thing about Metal Gear Solid Five that like stands out, and like again, there's so much to talk about with this game, but like it doesn't incentivize for you to kill people. The game, in fact, like would prefer that you not. Well, I mean, it doesn't prefer, but like bad you, things happen every time you kill somebody. Yeah, if you kill somebody, like for one, you, you've got like uh, 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 Venom Snake has like a piece of shrapnel lodged in his head that looks like a horn, and the more people you kill, the bigger it gets, uh-huh. and you look more and more like a demon. But also, like a big part of the game is building up your base, right? And in order to build up your base, you have to have uh, soldiers and so if you're killing all the soldiers on the battlefield you can't recruit them using the fancy uh fulton extraction system parachute thing so like mechanically the game is is not encouraging you to you know commit violence dakota would you say that's fair yeah absolutely but the the only way i would extract on that is why does the gameplay not encourage you to not kill people because it's not out of like mercy in your human heart. It's no, to no. Recruit people to work for your customer, for your company. You right, know? and you know, presumably, like, and this kind of goes unstated in the game, unless there's a, a cutscene or a tape that I missed. But Dakota, it's pretty safe to assume that like the the kidnapped soldiers that become your soldiers are not having a good time when they're being conditioned to be diamond dogs. Oh, I mean. The, I mean, obviously, and they show this in the cutscenes, but it's a little similar, or it's a little subtle, sorry. The, um, <laughs> the place where Revolver Ocelot, quote-unquote, convinces your, like, extracted soldiers to, like, join the Diamond Dogs is literally called Room 101. <laughs> nice. Like, it's not subtle, it's Hideo Kojima shit, but, like, the message he's trying to say is very clear. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's definitely not out of the goodness of Venom's heart that he's you know. Yeah, and it's not out of the player's heart because like you as the player, your incentive to not murder people is aesthetically because you don't want Big Boss slash Venom Snake to be covered in blood, or because it advantages the corporation that you own, the Diamond Dogs slash whatever FOB you create. The only reason you're not murdering people is because you want to sigh up them into joining your corporation. Like, into joining your, like, NCO. Right. And, like, the... the 
the thing is, is like that's another instance where like that's in the game, right? Like it's not, it's not that Kojima is hiding that, but if you're not it a right, if you're not a perceptive player, you're not ever going to think about what's happening to the soldiers, like between them getting extracted and them standing on the base saluting you and saying like boss it would be an honor if you'd kick my ass or whatever <laughs> it sure would be though right <laughs> that's true yeah honestly if if someone's gonna beat the hell out of me i'd prefer that it be big boss or one of the uh one of the snakes in general not quiet no that's true yeah, yeah. again if Boom. if she's an eight or up she can do whatever she wants <laughs> <laughs> that's right i guess uh I mean, it would be Dakota. What's your, what do you think the thesis of this game is? Like, if you were if you were to summarize it, I guess the thesis is that not that, like war is bad as much as war is meaningless. You know, being a soldier is not necessarily bad, but it's most likely completely meaningless, and you. As a soldier, as a violent individual, as a mercenary, you may not be a bad person, but you are a phantom. Like, you're just the shadow of someone else. All you're doing is the will of an individual that's richer than you and more powerful than you. And you'll probably never know it. And in the end, if you choose that path, the best thing that could happen to you you're really lucky is the ego trip of knowing you can pretend to be that more powerful man just long enough for solid snake to kill your ass wait solid snake kills oh yeah yeah in metal gear solid one right kills venom snake at the end of metal gear one the 8-bit game i'm lost that's amazing. Okay, right, we'll okay, go, hold on, we'll hold on. Give, give, give me a snake eat snake uh, rundown. So, which snake kills which snake, which kills which boss? Right, hold okay. On. okay. Metal Gear One, the first eight bit game. Okay. Uh huh. Which the is... final boss of that game is Big Boss. You play a solid snake. Okay. You know solid snake. Yep, I know solid snake. You kill. Okay. Metal Gear Two, you kill Big Boss with a Zippo lighter and an aerosol can burn his ash to death right wait but in, in hold on but you just said you killed big boss in one yes because there are two big bosses you played as a fake big boss in metal gear solid 5 right what okay hold on the guy you killed <laughs> at the end God of metal it. gear 1 was venom snake the dude you played as in metal gear 5 the guy you kill in metal gear 2 is the real big boss but is isn't metal gear 2 the one where it's all a uh no, that no. Hang on, hang on. Wait, I gotta clarify. Oh, okay, so there's Metal Gear One, and Metal Gear Two, and then there's Metal Gear Solid One and Metal Gear Solid Two. There's so that yeah, that's four games that have very similar. Yeah, the Metal Gear No Solid games are like the eight bit like Commodore sixty four games. Okay, now question though, Dakota. So if you kill the, fake... I, I have like blood running out of my ear right now. I just want to. Like... If you if you kill. <laughs> If you kill the fake big boss in Metal Gear 1 and you kill the real big boss in Metal Gear 2, who comes to meet you at the end of Metal Gear 4? Or Metal okay, Gear Solid so, 4? The Patriots take his barely alive corpse. 
and they keep him in stasis for like 40 years in which he's fully conscious and living in hell and they're using his brain as part of the programming for the Patriots AI that I was talking about earlier. And eventually, as you know, all of the snakes except for Venom are physical clones of Big Boss. Right. So they Frankenstein together parts of Liquid Snake and Solidus Snake for Metal Gear Solid 2 to give him a body because Revolver Ocelot really wants to fuck him. Wait, is that, really, eventually Revolver is that really what happens? I'm not making any of this up. Revolver Ocelot fucking dies because you beat him to death on, like, a fucking gunship. It's awesome. But eventually, like, he's Frankenstein together from his own children. And he's technically alive. But between the events of Metal Gear 2 and Metal Gear Solid 4, he is basically comatose in a conscious hell, knowing that, like, his thoughts and brainwaves are being used as an assistant to program the Patriots AI. Because he's the ultimate war criminal, he's the ultimate soldier, he's the guy who was the basis for the clones they created to create more ultimate soldiers, those being, you know, you, the player, you know, Solid Snake, Ryan, Liquid Snake, Solidus Snake, one of which is also the President of the United States, which is, you know, come on. Yeah. All right, new band name, President of the United Snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You just got the episode name locked down. There we go. Pre- the presence of the United Snakes, Snakes of America. And we're the lawnmowers. United the grass. Snakes of America. I'm Jello the Opera. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think I think that that's uh, probably a good a good place to end it right there. Yeah. Sahalanthropus. 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 Yeah, a giant robot with a big old dick, everybody. <laughs> is that what that is? Oh it's his paper. Oh, God. I'm sorry, I don't... <sighs> Alex, you have to know something about the games. That might help. Like, just the most basic. Um, There's gears, they're metal, they're also solid. Sometimes they're liquid. I, I hate you so much. <laughs> um... All right, let's uh, Dakota. I don't know if you've made it to the end of our episodes, but we have a tradition where we judge the games on a completely arbitrary rating scale between zero swimming pools. Nope, full nope, of blood. half a swimming pool. Oh we yeah, can, we can't have zero. You, you right. can have like a a hot tub, a bathtub. Right, 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 right. Okay, it has to be somebody. So the lowest is the is half a swimming pool full of blood, and the highest is five swimming pools full of blood, and usually. This is deter like we determine the rating based on like how bad we think the game is for the people who play it. Um, so you know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, that's a that's a four or five. Uh, this War of Mine, closer to a one, right? Um, so let's let's give Metal Gear Solid Five uh, a Mind Games rating. Alex, you don't get to do it because you had no, 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 no. You didn't I'm, do anything. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm going first on this oh one. Oh my god. Okay, so I would give it a five swing pools full of blood, based on what? Except for the fact that the swimming pool was actually not a swimming pool. I'm it was a bathtub full of blood. You, dude, you the bathtub so... full of blood is a clone of the hot tub full of blood, but the hot tub full of blood didn't actually exist. It was a computer program that the Illuminati put together 
that then filled itself full of blood, <laughs> but the blood's not actual blood. It's blood from Mobius, so it's like, more Morbius, my bad. <laughs> and so it's blue. It's actually just a pool full of water. It's not really blood. I'm just chilling in the pool. And by Mobius, you meant Morpheus. And I meant Morpheus. Matrix is the only movie you've ever seen. There we go. All right. So that's that's my rating. So uh, yeah, take take that. take that as you will. All right, um, Dakota, why don't you give it a real rating? That was a real rating. <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry. Your your brain is so like soyed out that like <laughs> you you can't understand this. It's it's it's, it's completely straightforward. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five to me is standing on the diving board, looking down into an Olympic pool of blood. You look into the Olympic pool of blood, and for a moment, you see Venom Snake. And for a moment, you see Big Boss. And for a moment, you see yourself. And then you dive into the pool of blood. But just a moment before you, you know, reach the surface tension of the pool of blood, you realize that you are jumping off the roof of your garage (laughs) straight onto the pavement. (laughs) There we go. Splat. (laughs) Splat. Splat, indeed. Um, I think for a game this unintelligible, um, (laughs) you need an unintelligible rating, so boys, take it away. I don't know. I can't follow either of those. Um, I would give it like a real. If I were to give it a real rating, from what I've gathered, um, I'd probably give it like a one and a half because I feel like if you actually, like, if you go over everything we talked about and were to actually understand the subtext of the game, it's all just kind of a big trick on the player over twenty years or whatever of game development Kojima middle fingering everybody um I'm, I'm gonna get rid of that part where you said middle <laughs> fingering everybody <laughs> I don't know why I said it that way uh you don't even have to get rid of it it could just be like you know a little bit of like light foreplay oh yeah yeah, yeah. um got, got, but a, got a little extra length on that on one. the other hand on the other hand I would give it a five because I feel like I don't, at least half of the people who played it didn't understand it, hated it for no reason, and have no actual concept that the game is trying to teach you a lesson and are just doing uh, more war crimes in uh, places that are deserts like every other shooting game. That's my rating. Can I give it... Go for it. Can I give it nine... Nine out of five. Uh, out of five, because sure. quiet is a solid nine. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Uh, yeah a Metal Gear solid nine. That's right. There we uh, go. That's right. That's my yep. rating. Talk about a solid snake, am I right? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we made it to the end of the pod to make that joke. So, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I do love I do love the idea that like the ultimate the ultimate and cap soldier is like purely motivated by being so horny but so like completely dumb like without knowledge of sex like yeah it's just like me for real um 
No, I think that that's like that is probably Kojima's most salient point, is that um, all of the ancaps among us are irreparably horny and should be castrated. That's right. That's right. Um, cool. Well, um, before we uh, turn off the recorder so we can get to talking about the stuff we don't want to talk about on the podcast, um, Dakota, is there anything you want to plug? Um, follow me. I'm Dakota zero four five one four three eight one two on Twitter dot com. You've officially been activated. Really? Seriously. Um, yeah. Follow Dakota. Dakota is uh sincerely one of the most uh entertaining posters in our little corner of Twitter. So if you don't follow follow him already, do it. Yeah. Um, Highly recommend. Also, we got a shout out. Who did the art? Oh, that's right. There yeah. If you if you, if you uh, like our art, you can. If tell you like mind games art, <laughs> Jesus, Oops. that's serious. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Just for you. Well. You heard it here, folks. We all have brain damage. Um, it's 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 assured. No, but in all seriousness, uh, Dakota did the art for our show, the art for Program to Chill. Dakota's made a very good uh, program to kill Zine, collaborating with Jimmy Fallon Gong. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good, good Dakota shit out there. Uh, our, the art for Subliminal Jihad. Yep. There's something else I wanted to say that was not just to make Kate mad. Um, Mutually assured brain damage. There we go. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, though. That acronym doesn't sound great, though. Mabdi. 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 That sounds like a name. Mabdi? Yeah, that could be a name. Could be. Mm-hmm. Make it my I never name. thought it would be so brain to kill my own easy. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, George Bush did 9 11. Oh, I, I George remember what, Bush did 9/11. George Bush did 9-11. Actually, it was probably more like, you know, Rumsfeld and Cheney um, as the brains of the operation. But, yeah, you know. And right, Alex? I, I'm just not even engaging on this one. Okay. Don't forget Daddy Bush. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did want to say... Clarence Thomas did 9-11. <laughs> Clarence Thomas. <laughs> um, and Lawrence Ian King tried to stop it. Um, oh no! <laughs> he's a complicated I was man, folks. Damn time! <laughs> um, I did want to say our next episode. So we're gonna have back-to-back bangers. We've got this one with Dakota, and then stay tuned for next two weeks from whenever this drops for an episode about a very special game. I know a lot of us have thought about having this experience in real life, but there's a game about it. It's called Sex with Stalin. Um, and Jimmy Fallon Gong is going to be coming back to uh, talk to us about Stalin as a lover and, uh, you know, and a, an and a fighter and a fighter. That's right. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Kate's looking at me like hateful. No. <laughs> you think the carpet matches the drapes?
think he's got a mustache down there. I, I'm I'm just expecting his bush to just be a mustache. Yes, that's what I mean. Well groomed. Yeah, I bet Stalin could really lay pipe. It's a very handsome man. I am the Georgian plumber <laughs> to lay some pipe. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. You want to turn the recorder off so we can talk bullshit? There we go. Cool. All right. Is it off? It's off. Okay. Uh, no, well, the recorder's off. I don't know, but the camera should still be off. <laughs> I got him! I got him! The recorder's still on! The recorder's still on! We got him! <laughs>